in a studio that's in a basement comes the epic story of how two friends changed the future of the movie podcast game forever. The reviews are in. Boys Life Magazine gives the High Sci Podcast four and a half acorns. The Daily Bugle says, these guys are super legit. And Pope Francis declares the podcast as life-affirming. From the kid who tried to get smart with David Spade and got fucking old. You're still out. You're still back. And the guy who can name all four Baldwin brothers. Alec, William, Daniel, and the baby boy, Stephen. Live from the studio of his parents' basement. The Have You Seen It Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Have You Seen It Podcast. My name is Mason Knight. Sitting across from me is the one and only Cash Krause. But before we begin, if you guys could please be sure to smash that like button, comment below, subscribe to the channel, and hit that bell notification as we drop videos here every single day. So with that said, Cash, what are we reviewing today? Oh, well, fasten your seatbelts because we are watching... It is fastened. Click. <laughs> Spider-Man 2 yes. is here. We're doing the Spider-Man, the OG Sam Raimi, the Holy Trilogy Spider-Man. Yeah, of course, uh, before No Way Home? Far before, From Home? Before uh, No Way Home. Okay, No Way Home. Far From Home was, was the, the second one. Second yeah. one, yeah. I don't understand those those titles uh, well, at I, all. Yeah, I think the No Way Home will This trilogy the kept it simple. Spider-Man 2. And it's, it's so, as easy as it gets. And it's so nice. I mean, just to jump right into it, that's something... Like, don't get me wrong. I love the expanded Marvel Universe and all that kind of stuff. But just to have a simplified Spider-Man. I know. It's just Spider-Man, nothing else. Yeah. There's something wholesome about this trilogy. Well, it's not trying to connect it to 50 other franchises. Exactly. Bring Stranger or Doctor Strange into this mm-hmm. and that million other things. It, It's definitely keeping it simple. And it's not... It's not like the world is at stake here. I mean, New York was at stake here. It was. A little it was. To in be this honest one, with yes. you, this one's a little doc, doc, grander. Went a little crazy. Yeah, a little, yeah, but still, it's not the fuck. It's not the world that's that's ending here. It's still your neighborhood Spider-Man. It still feels small, and yeah. that's what I like about that. But uh, and not to say that you know, obviously, we don't like the MCU and what they're doing, and like we're looking forward to No Way Home. But again. It's wholesome. Oh, this yeah. It's just your neighborhood Spider-Man. It's well, great. Really, I'm looking forward to Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness because yes. Sam Raimi is also directing that. And if he can bring a little bit of horror like he did into this, then that's going to be really good. But they, he will not have as much freedom on that one as he did on these ones, clearly. No. And that's something like, you know, going back, and, and you had alluded to that before we actually went back and reviewed this. I told you it's been about five, six years since I've last seen this, but I didn't really realize it as a kid, but you are right, man. He brought an element of horror to this and did it yeah. so well considering it was PG-13. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Probably my favorite scene of maybe any Marvel film ever is that scene of the doctors trying to operate yeah. on Doc Ock. It is horrifying, and I remember clearly watching it as a kid, too. It horrified me. That's... Uh, the scene of the woman being dragged in her fingernails. Yeah, dude. <laughs> How he got away with that for a comic book movie blows my mind. But, well, again, even you know, the slamming of the head, like, and then oh all of them God. attack him all at once, and you see the shadow, and you're just like, geez. Yeah, it's, it's a lot to process it, as a 10 year old kid. 
And the editing, too, it's horror movie editing. You know, mm-hmm. those quick zooms of the woman screaming, you know, grabbing her face, screaming. It's awesome. That's something, too, is re-watching this film and really, like, kind of grasping and understanding filmmaking better yeah. as an adult. The zoom-ins. I loved it for this yeah. film, dude. The camera work, the cinematography, really, it, it felt comic booky, but not over the top. Yeah, well, did that's... a good job of that. That's Sam Raimi. He does that... Because he's a huge comic book fan. Mm-hmm. So he brings that to all of his movies, even before he was doing comic book movies. So that's what that's what works so well with bringing him on this one, because he already had that kind of over-the-top visual style that yeah. you need for a comic book movie. But he brought that. But yeah, uh, that scene, man, when he just murders nine doctors. And not even that, but it's like, it's crazy what these doctors are doing. I mean, they have like a, a sterilized like chainsaw. Is that part uh, of an operation? <laughs> and they're just act, acting like it's another oh, day it's at hilarious. the office. They're laughing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, this guy with four metal arms comes into the hospital, and it's like you've seen twelve of them. Well, with his vertebrae like intertwined with this uh, with this yeah. uh, metal spine. That's know? something I love about this too. Is everything is is pretty thought out for a comic book movie. Yeah. Like, they even go to explain, like, I feel like they wouldn't do that. Like, they don't explain in the new Spider-Man how Vulture's wings work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, None they just say all. alien technology, yep. right? He got it from the aliens. Simple hey, as good that. enough for me. <laughs> and check. Yeah. But in this one, I love how they explain how they, they fuse the arms to his uh, neurosystem through mm-hmm. his spine. And the, the needles going in have always left a mark on me, too, because that yeah. looked... They're like nine-inch needles. Something interesting, though, that I picked up on. It's and it's funny if you really pay attention to the goofs of films. Everyone was facing him. And then I when the needles too, yeah. went in, you know, they're like, ooh. Well, I was thinking, none of you actually saw that. What <laughs> I'm in my head canon is because the the sound of them going in, you can it's like stabbing yeah. a watermelon. Yes. I'm guessing they just heard, and they're like, oh, what oh, the fuck? fuck? Yeah. <laughs> but he does explain that they go in through his spine mm-hmm. and tap into his neurosystem. Yeah. But, but let's talk about the metal arms. I love the metal arms in this. The use of practical effects for the metal arms is fucking fantastic. At times, you can't tell what's CGI and what's not. It's... Amazing, but all these arms are like they're they're well written. All these arms have like their own personality. It's very fucking cool. When they communicate with Doc, yeah, Ock too. and they're all are and they they take care of him. Like mm-hmm. there is, because it's interesting. Because I mean, if you haven't seen the movie, uh, go and see it. But he fuses these arms, but they have this artificial intelligence, so they're not purely connected by him. Uh, they're thinking on their own. Yes, but to not take over Doc Ock, they, he pl- implants a little chip that gives him control, and of course that chip immediately destroyed. Mm-hmm. No safety protocol at all for that chip None. being destroyed. And, you know, that's, that's essentially his Achilles heel, right? Yeah, like the one spot sure. on his body that could, that could fuck him up. But it is like way. a glass vase as fragile as it can be. Super fragile. I mean, a strong gust of wind and that thing is shattered, it's, and these arms are killing people. It's like an right. iPhone screen. you got to be more careful. You do. Something I always laughed at, and even as a kid, is like, this guy invented four metal arms that would revolutionize the f- world. Can you imagine selling these things to the army or or people that are paralyzed? Yeah. Can walk again, can mm-hmm. move, can work again? No one is is impressed by these metal arms in this <laughs> Not not that this much. This guy would be getting a Nobel Prize for these arms. Yeah, he would be. the sun shit? Well, and at least... Uh, it's amazing technology. Yeah. No, it, it really is. At least Harry recognized that. He yeah. said Nobel Prize, Peace Prize, but that's about it. Everyone else there was like, 
Oh. Let's get to yeah, the sun. This is good. This guy, it's going to change things forever. I uh, mean, yeah. how you do construction, like you don't need equipment anymore. These that are, fusion power. These arms tritium, do man. everything. But, uh, but yeah, I love the arms, man. They are like a uh, a character unto themselves in this movie. is, And they're horrifying, too. They're evil little fuckers. Yeah, they are. Once they get going on their own, uh, evil guys. But Alfred Molina, man. Can we talk about him? Oh, we can. <sighs> what a perfect casting for Doc Ock. Uh, a perfect casting, but also something fascinating is he doesn't do a lot of like live action roles. He does a lot of voiceover work these days. Yeah, well, he is a just a straight up like thespian when it comes to acting. He he loves he does Broadway, a ton of Broadway. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was doing Fiddler on, Fiddler on the Roof when they were filming this. Wow. Yeah, but he's he's just a an ama- like Willem Dafoe. You know, he's from that kind of class of acting where they were both brought up on Broadway. They're just, I love these movies because they get, they don't try to get the most popular people in the world at the time. They try to get just the best actors possible for the roles. Instead of nowadays where they're just getting the most handsome and beautiful people they possibly can to do every single role. This one is they're getting the best people. Alfred Molina, he looks like Doc Ock from the comic books. He's got that super stocky, like... Stocky body. And like 1950s bodybuilder-esque. Mm-hmm. Like, he's powerful, but he's he's not ripped by any means. When you really saw that, when he, you know, obviously undresses and yeah. he gets there, and it's not like this perfect physique, it's a very, like, doctor body. But it know? is Doc Ock. I mean, mm-hmm. if you've seen Doc Ock in the comics, that's how he is. He's a real fucking stocky, bullheaded kind of guy. Yep. And it's... it's just perfect. And his acting is incredible. And uh, talk about another horror scene when his wife dies. You would never see that in a Marvel movie. Never. Movies. Not now. <laughs> Shards of glass. That's how she dies. <laughs> Pretty uh, gruesome. That's death. a way to go. Yeah. That's the worst death of any Marvel film. Well, that's the thing that, that is different from this film, or these films, I should say, to like what the MCU does. You know, it took, what, fucking almost 20 films for Iron Man to finally die? Spoiler alert. Yeah, you haven't but seen that if yet. you haven't seen it yet. Yeah. But, uh, but you know, like, these Spider-Mans, they're not scared to kill people off. Oh, the villains. That's what, exactly what I was thinking, too, because in the in the new Spider-Man, the trailer that we just watched, uh, go check that out, our reaction to yeah. it if you haven't. But, but they're like, all these guys died fighting you. None of these guys died fighting the new Spider-Man. The villains never die. Yeah. They just get caught. In right. the Spider-Man, they always die. I mean, they have to die because they're evil guys. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I mean, you can't keep them around. You know, in, to be fair, because I know they're trying to build up to the Sinister Six and doing all that. So you do have to keep some of them around, some of the villains around. Yeah. But at the same time, like, I, I just respect these this franchise and this trilogy a lot because they're willing to go there. Yeah, well, they're willing. I mean, they're. it's not... I mean, it's a lot about money, but it's not purely about, like I said, setting up more and more and more. Now, mm-hmm. Marvel's so afraid to kill him off because they they always want to bring someone back. You know, if if they can make money off it, then they want to bring someone back. So, but they're it's a great idea of bringing these guys back with the multiverse of. I mean, but yeah, a now, lot of death in this. A lot of death. A lot of death. But I but got. we got to talk about this too because the writing for this is so good. It's so good. The story of, you know, Spider-Man 
dealing with with the pressures of life while also being Spider-Man. You know, he might be 20, 21 at this time. Yeah. He's trying to juggle a job, uh, juggle a relationship with Mary Jane, uh, trying to juggle college as well, well money while is being a, Spider-Man. Money's a huge yeah. issue. Mary Jane, or with excuse me, uh, Aunt May, Aunt May is, is dealing also with struggling, yeah. closing on her home. That's what I like about it too. Spider-Man has always been like the most human of any comic book. He's not mm-hmm. a millionaire playboy or whatever. He's just some kid. But they make him the most human, or Sam Raimi does the best job making him most human because he goes through just very normal problems that anyone goes through. But uh, the funniest thing in this one is everyone thinks Peter Parker is the biggest pussy. Like, every time he's like, man, there goes Peter running away every time anything <laughs> happens. I'm like, Aunt May at the bank yeah. with uh, Doc Ox there, he's like, Peter, are real you running hero. away? Yeah, the kid's yeah. a real hero of yours, yeah. Not only that, but, like, he's always late for his job. Because he's saving the fucking city. So everyone thinks he's the laziest guy. Guy in the world, yeah. He's the Runs into his professor. He's like, where are you going? Uh, to your class. He goes, Peter, I'm in front of you. The class is over. You yeah, it was over it. an hour ago. Yeah. And, uh, and then Mary Jane, obviously, dealing yeah. with you know her being an actor. Well, Doc Ock says, too. He says, uh, he says you're brilliant, but you're lazy. Mm-hmm. I'm like, really? No, he's, he's, he's working like eight jobs. <laughs> he gets fired from his pizza job, too. Which is brutal, too. Eight deep dish pizzas in seven minutes. Well, and then you got to go fourteen blocks in nine <laughs> minutes. I'm like, in what New am York? I? Yeah, yeah, in New York, get out of here. You're setting me up to fail, asshole. I know. How well, often do you keep these employees? Twenty nine minute pizza is a weird thing, anyways. Super weird. Yeah, but eight deep dish pizzas is ridiculous. That's okay. a that's a hefty price tag. And who's buying deep away. dish in New York? It's thin crust. Yeah, I guess so. Come on, I mean, people. I'm not much of a New York uh, historian, but uh, well, everyone knows Chicago's deep dish. That you know? is true. Like, come yeah. on, but uh, yeah, it's just it is definitely the most human story. I love the uh, the money issues and any any scene with him and Aunt May is uh, was amazing. When she's really fucking struggling, she gives him the last twenty dollars. It's it's a gut wrenching scene. It's, a, it's emotional, yeah. actually, and like I actually got a little emotional yeah. watching it uh, again because I'm not a kid anymore. That scene, you know, the twenty bucks is is, is hard oh, because yeah. like I've I've had a personal my, my grandma's deceased now, but like I had that kind of same thing with her where she's like, "No, take this and don't leave it." Yeah, and like so, like that resonated with me where I was like, "Whoa." You oh know, yeah, like that's it's, really that's tough. It's that's great sad. writing, yeah. And from like Aunt May's perspective, it's like her and Uncle Ben, like their whole thing was just taking care of Peter, and yeah. now she's struggling to be able to take care of him without Uncle Ben being there. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, these scenes definitely hit me harder now than they do when I was a kid. Yeah, you're a kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah you don't have like, context. You know, yeah. you're ten. Yeah, exactly. You think money's just fucking everywhere? You but, think uh, grandparents are gonna live forever too, yeah. unless they get shot by a. Well, unless you mess around <laughs> yeah. and you don't, you don't stop the guy. Uh, another Aunt May scene, too, that was really, really good was when Peter shows up after he tells her, you know, this is the next time they, they saw each other after he tells her that it was his fault with Uncle Ben. Right? Yeah, well, that's when she's moving out, right? Yeah, she's moving she out. She gets the kid mm-hmm. to come over and help. The kid loves Spider-Man or whatever. He does. Well, this, this one has one of my favorite story arcs of him losing his powers. Yeah. That metamorphosis of him kind of de-evolving and... Him having to lose his powers to really appreciate him, you know, because yeah. when he loses him, he loves it. You know, he finally be a normal guy or whatever. Violence, crimes happening everywhere, everywhere, and he doesn't he doesn't care at this point anymore. Oh, he can't. Know? I know, but man, New York's a wild time. Two thousand four. You couldn't yep. turn a corner without some guy getting mugged, and uh, well, and they no one doing that any of the that. Film. Oh my god, everywhere he goes. But uh, 
And such a small city, too, because Doc Ock just happens to be robbing the bank that Peter Parker and his aunt are <laughs> yeah. trying to get a loan. It's very yeah. true. It's a small world. I don't know, though. Like, for me, the, the writing of this, like, the, the pacing for this film is also phenomenal, considering it's two hours and 15 minutes. It flew by for me, Cash. Yeah. Majority of times, I'm checking my phone if it's over two hours. This one just blows by, man. Yeah, you can almost great. set it on a stopwatch. 20 minutes, action scene. Well, the, except for that third act, man. Once you get on the train, yeah. it doesn't stop until, <clears throat> you know, 40 minutes later until he's pulling the sun into the ocean or the water right. or whatever. But but that train seems beautiful, <sighs> too, man. Like Joey Diaz? Joey Diaz. <laughs> yeah, we go, got to go talk Diaz. about that. <laughs> hey, you, you want to get, you're going to have to get through me. <laughs> he just tears Cock him in sucker. half. <laughs> <laughs> He just kills him immediately. Yeah, I f- I love it. I love it, dude. Yeah. I I had the because a Joey of, always talks about it on his podcast. So he, I, he he talks about that. Oh yeah, yeah. But really? he doesn't, he doesn't like brag about it. He talks about how like I know all oh, acting and this and that. Yo, know, I was in Spider Man Two. Yeah, how I I, I yeah. was wondering how he even got the role, but because uh, uh, he used to do a little bit of acting. But well, I know he was, that he was yeah. a comedian and everything, but it's there's a ton of cameos in this fucking film. Mm, a ton of cameos, are. but. But yeah, I love that. Uh, th- that whole action sequence is amazing when they're flying through uh, the city on the train, and when yep. he's got to stop the train too. It's like almost biblical. He's almost like uh, that's he's, so that's know, what that would bring carry that up. Him they carry cross. him, yeah, dude. And they're all carrying him down his and set him down. Safe with me, cocksucker. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> safe with me. You got a joint on you, Jack. <laughs> I'm Joey Bananas. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Great scene. I, I mean, you, yeah. if you're going to do something in New York, I guess you got to get the most New York guy in the whole fucking world, <laughs> yeah. which is Joey Diaz. Yeah. I mean, uh, but yeah, amazing action sequence. The whole thing, too, I love the bank robbery scene, too. When uh, when he's, well, because the whole thing, I mean, he's always losing his powers, but when he's, he's spider webs the two desks and mm-hmm. he splits one, but he gets hit and he yeah. flies 80 feet into that. It never says he grows, like, superhuman strength or anything. Yeah. I don't know how Dog Hog is taking these. I don't damage. know. Yeah, no shit. That damage, man. I, <laughs> a normal guy gets hit by a desk going 80 miles an he's, hour. He's done, though, man. He ain't walking that one off. Definitely don't care not. if you have bionicle arms. No. They're not helping you in that situation. <laughs> not the internal bleeding. No. But, uh, yeah, love the scene. Love the scene of him climbing up the, the roof, too, with... Uh, Mary Jane to, or Aunt May? Aunt May. Yeah. When he's about to stab him. When he's like doing the slingshot mm-hmm. thing, and then Aunt May fucking saves him at the very oh. end. That's what, yeah, what does she say? She says something so Aunt May. Like, <laughs> How rude! Or yeah, whatever, I, I think it is something yeah. like that. Uh, Smacked him over the head, racks him over yeah. the head. Hey, she's got a good swing. Oh my god, could have been a ball player. I have probably. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that scene's awesome. I also love the scene too, and they they set this up really well, like with the cameras and and whatnot. Because the whole time I'm thinking, how in the hell is this old broad <laughs> hanging there for five minutes, you know? Oh, yeah. And then come to find out there was a leg. I mean, she right obviously on fell yeah. on. If she fell, she was hanging on, which is not realistic. But I'm okay with it. But well, it's not also realistic that of the crowd of people, he grabs that man. I know, of course. <laughs> he goes right I through the, the oldest lady. I know. But all the line, that there's so many good dial. There's so many good just one-liners that... Uh, the power of the sun in the palm of my hands. I love that line. And the fasten your seatbelts line, which I remember specifically from the trailer of like, that was the first scene of the trailer is him putting on the glasses and going fasten your seatbelts and then showing the fucking trailer. You awesome know what's trailer. weird? 
is I actually watched the trailer before I watched the film. Today? Oh, yeah. Ten, or yeah. No, last night. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, I because they do that for the for Peacock, and they have the trailer and whatnot, so I watched the trailer first. And it's wild how they used to cut up 2004 trailers. <laughs> so yeah. much different than now. Yeah. I mean, I like it. It was fine, but... They're wild, for yeah, sure. I mean, they're showing pure action. That's all you want from a, a 2004 trailer. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, a ton of good one-liners, though. Yeah, there are. Yeah. Uh, and a ton of good just wisdom being dropped on Peter Parker through everyone. Throughout the whole Talk story. and May. Uh, Even Uncle Ben had a cameo. Yeah, his doctor, who's the nicest doctor ever. We talk about the doctor. I know, he's, 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 talk, yeah, like, he's not talking about these dreams <laughs> that you're having. You're Spider-Man. Most doctors right? are like, all right, get the fuck <laughs> yeah. out of here. Yeah, I got 11 more patients waiting. The $800. This guy, one, wearing a tie-dye shirt. You know he's a cool Pretty doctor. Cool. Well, it was Grateful oh. Dead. Was it? It was Grateful Dead, yeah. Grateful Dead. That must be like a Sam Raimi thing, like he wanted or something yeah, like that. Yeah, probably. Because you know that Doc's smoking a little J oh, right before sure. he sees you. That's he's a cool like, guy. Let's have a conversation. I don't want to see these other fucking patients. He's anyway. just prescribing you medical marijuana for everything. Oh, Doc, for sure. I have cancer. I need I, 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 need, I need chemo. Need... <laughs> yeah. He's like, Come we on, let me sit it. down. Have you ever heard of CBD? Listen to this old dead head, okay? <laughs> I know what I'm doing, yeah. Yeah, but the nicest doctor ever. Yeah. I mean, Peter's, his, his life is just sprinkled out through these amazing... Uh, Influences, and that's got to be why he's such you know amazing guys because he's had all these great people. But a lot of cameos. Uh, his professor, Doctor Connors, is uh, the lizard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's. Yep. I don't know if there were. They never come back to it. I don't no. know. I don't know why. I don't think the CGI was there for a full. No, a full lizard. But again, we got. Let, let's talk about that too. The CGI Still. is so good in this. Yeah, it's better than Spider Man. It's, the first one. It's great. And it, only two years after, you know, know. two thousand. It's better, I swear. After after seeing the the CGI arms in the newer one, mm-hmm. these ones look better. They look a yeah. hundred times better. They do. I, I it's so weird. But uh It is weird. It just takes more work to get because all these arms were I've seen the behind the scenes. I used to have the DVD, so mm-hmm. I have the special features. But they're all uh they're puppets. So they're all being, all four arms are being controlled by four uh, puppeteers. Four people, yeah. Yeah, so each one has like, so the whole entire movie, it's like they're just, you know, moving the arms and they have the grass and everything. That's it's so it's cool. crazy. Yeah, yeah, they were really, really detailed puppets. And I remember in the special features DVD, they're talking about the hospital scene. And they said when they did the CGI for that, that when they rewatched it back, the CGI was so amazing, they couldn't tell what was puppetry and what yeah. was CGI. They said it was seamless, which I don't get how you get that in 2004. Crazy. And then, and then you get $150 million movies. It's it's insane. I don't yes. know if you've seen, I'm going to go off a tangent, but I don't know if you've seen the, the Netflix movie Red Notice with The Rock. I did actually see it. it yes. It looks horrible. I mean, the CGI and shit looks horrible. Oh, dude. yeah. The it, CGI is awful. But they spent $150 million on it. And I know. that bowl scene looks like it came from fucking. I can't say it looks like it came from 2004 because this film, this looks film like looks it came great. from uh, yeah. uh, 1904. I mean, it's the CGI is so bad. I just. No. You don't get. It's I don't getting get like it. progressively worse. I don't know what's happening, but. That movie was funnier than I thought it was going to be, though. I laughed quite a bit. I did not watch the whole thing after seeing just the... Uh, <laughs> there's so many bad CGI scenes that I just... There are. That movie is so expensive. Do you it think just, they do that on purpose? I think they... No, I think they're cutting costs in uh, areas that they don't think are important. 
Well, I'm paying The Rock and Ryan Reynolds. 50 million. And Gal Gadot. That's, that's a third apiece. of your yeah. uh, budget, exactly. So the, at the end of the day, they just they think, who's going to care? You know, people watch it no matter what. It's on Netflix, but disgust me. Oh, wow. Disgust me. Very yeah. strong opinions. You might as well just throw money in a trash can, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous, but they took their time on this one. They so care we gotta, about it. We got to talk about the old love relationship between, uh, you know, Tobey Maguire, or, or why did I say that? Peter Parker <laughs> and Mary Jane Watson. Yeah, uh, I, always I, good. Always good. And, like, I don't know. For me, in this in this dynamic, this love relationship, I actually found, like, really appeasing. I really enjoyed it. Um, you know, it brought some of that innocence from high school over to being like young adults yeah. and dealing with the transition of being an, uh, transitioning into adulthood. And I just, I liked it a lot because she didn't understand, you know, he kept going back and forth, back and forth, being so busy and whatnot. And she wanted to love him, but he was unlovable because he was Spider-Man. And all these problems would be solved too. It's the... The superhero dilemma, I guess. All these problems we saw if he just told people told he was Spider-Man. Yeah. Exactly. But he he's such a good hero. He's so scared that it could put them in danger yeah. that he just, he can't. Eventually he does, though. He does. And, and I love it, too, because, you know, obviously he finally does tell her, but says this is why we can never be together. She actually uh, gets cold feet, <laughs> says yep. adios, not getting married. Uh goes over to to Peter Parker's house and she go and he goes I thought you know I thought we made this clear we couldn't be together and she goes you got to let me make my own choice yeah and I I really enjoyed that too you know? I don't think there's any better Mary Jane than Kirsten Dunst no she was great she's by far the best actress that they've had I think yeah. in that role she's yeah. so good uh you don't you almost don't spend enough time with her mm. But uh, we got to talk about Harry Osborne. That fucking prick gets worse and worse in every movie. <laughs> he he does. God what a damn. little fucking rich, <laughs> entitled ass. Now he's like the CEO. He yeah. couldn't even pass high school in the first film. Now he's running the company. What in the hell is this? It's nepotism, my guy. It is nepotism. Quite the character. He's running that company straight into the ground, letting some guy make a son. It's insane. I don't know. Yeah. Well, yeah, and then he's getting drunk and smacking uh, Peter Parker. I thought that was a little unnecessary. Not even that, but he sold Peter Parker out to Doc Ock mm-hmm. for the Trinium or whatever. Yeah. He said Peter Parker knows where. He's the worst guy ever. No, he's not a good friend. <laughs> he's, he's a like, horrible friend. Peter, you're not a good friend because you're not telling me where Spider-Man is. You're not a good friend because you sold me out, bitch. Yeah. And you want to kill the Spider-Man. He's a hero. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and he was like, you stole Mary Jane from me. It's like, bro, we're not together. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> You're living in the past, man. We were kids. It's unbelievable. He's a piece of shit. He yeah, really he is. is, dude. He gets worse and worse in this. And he's mean to his butler in this one, too. And yeah. His butler for always no tries reason. to be nice. Yeah, to he's him. always trying to be nice. But yeah, sells him out. But uh, oh, another scene I was going to bring up was going back to Mary Jean. I love the scene when they're in the coffee shop and the car gets thrown. Right before they're going to kiss. That scene was shown on every promotional fucking video mm-hmm. before this film came out. Yep. Yeah, but it's still amazing. It is. Of the spider sense of him getting it. And I don't know how right there she didn't immediately know. Immediately this guy's no, yeah, something. <laughs> he grabs her and he like oh, he's facing away it. from the car. Oh, yeah, good point. Yeah. Uh, but another thing of that scene is like Dog Ock at this point doesn't know Peter Parker is Spider Man. 
So he throws a fucking car at him like you're gonna kill him, you dumbass. He's your only chance of fighting Spider Man. Yeah. And he throws a straight up four door sedan at this guy who thinks he's only a nerdy scientist kid. Yeah, he's not gonna walk that off, Doc. <laughs> Talk, not everyone's not. like you, yeah. yeah. not everyone's like you, pal. Can't get a desk thrown but, uh, at you 80 miles an hour. That's why I love, too, also the turn from Doc Ark from, uh, like, you know, humanitarian scientist to straight-up murderer is well, even, quick. Even uh, a friend of Peter's, too. Uh, yeah. Know, like, obviously, having that relationship with him, knowing that Peter was smart and bouncing scientific ideas off of him. Yeah. In a sense, you know. Uh, and the, the quick relationship we get of Doc Ock and his wife, too. It's very fast, but it's very well established that for they sure. are like meant for each other. They mm-hmm. are straight up soulmates, and, and that's he just great dialogue, exactly. Yeah. yeah, and great acting as well. But. Yeah, exactly, and great casting too. But like you could tell from just the small scenes that they're in, it's like they, it's like Doc Ock was at one time Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. He was this guy who only cared about you know science or whatever or whatever he was doing. He didn't know he's Spider Man, obviously, but didn't care about relationships or anything. And Doc Ock tells him like to slow down, you know, these are the things that are worth it until, and then immediately next scene, his wife is murdered and he's like, there's nothing left for me to live. So I'm just going to be a bad guy. Yeah. But let's just talk about the experiment of the sun is, it's just crazy. Okay. Yeah. Why this would have to be done. It wouldn't be done in a New York high rise. It'd be done in like, New Mexico, the desert or something. Of course, not in the middle of a fucking city. Are you kidding me? The most densely, power? The most densely populated area in the United States. Let's give it a go. Not only that, but when it like goes back in, it creates like a mini black hole. Yeah. <laughs> no one's worried about that. So irresponsible. Go out somewhere to do it. Not even that. The experiment's never been done before. The first test is happening in, in his apartment. Yeah, his apartment in New York City. Yeah, unbelievable. It's very comic booky, but it, it just works for the film. It does. You know, you don't second guess it. That's well, what comic book guys do. I also love the setup of him, like after you know, obviously it fails and everything, and he finds that old abandoned place out in the water too. Yeah, I love that. Me too, and I love how they don't skip a, through him building it. Mm-hmm. Like they take the time to show scenes of him putting it all together. He's got to go get money. He's got to go rob the bank, and then he's got to get the trinium. He's got to go fucking uh, rob. Shitty ass Harry Osborne to, to get it. Uh, Pretty easy. Yeah, just hold him over simple, a ledge. Yeah. But like, I like that they didn't skip over all those scenes and they showed it. Like you said, it is a long movie, but I think every scene is worth it. You know? Absolutely, every scene establishes something that you kind of need to move forward with it. But uh, yeah, I really like that. And him heaving up the giant metal pieces too with the arms. It's a. It looks amazing. Everything is just so well done. Whatever he moves to with the arms, like. You can tell there's some weight with it, too, because he's got to swing his body when he moves him, you know? Mm-hmm. I like that first scene of him walking out of the hospital, and the taxi comes, and he just fucking flips that bitch. <laughs> says, out of the way. But it was like, it wasn't even his reaction. It was the arm's reaction, mm-hmm. too, because you can tell when he does it, he's like, oh, what the fuck? He's also half naked in the thing, too. But yeah, he is. It's cold. It's, he was nipping. He was nipping pretty hard. Pretty hard. Could have cut diamonds with those oh, bad boys. God. He might have cut a doctor on the way he out. Could have. With those fucking nippies. But yeah, I can't speak highly enough about Alfred Molina. I I said William Defoe should have gotten an Oscar nominee in the, for the first one. He should. Alfred Molina should have got it for the second one, too. He's just an amazing actor. And like you said, just won't do that for superhero films. No. Well, we will eventually, I think, now. Well, I mean, they have fucking uh, Heath Ledger. 
Huh? Postmortem went live. So I think yeah. we're back then though. No way. Not a chance, yeah. man. These films were still schlocky for sure, even though they were raking in a lot of money. Well, yeah, budget for this uh, roughly two. $200 million made about $876 million at the box office. So I'd say a pretty good day at the... <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Made, oh, ended up making $789 million total. That's... Oh, okay, $789, yep. That's it made $187 opening weekend. Oh, really? Yeah, that oh, was... Wow. Yeah, that's what it was, I think, that, that you read. Yeah. So $789 total. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah, I'd say so. Not bad. And Not this bad. one is ranked. I I had to look it up because I know, because even before I even knew, I knew this was one of the best. But this is like, uh, this as far as Rotten Tomatoes go, it's top five comic book movie ever. Well, that's it, crazy it, you brought that up because yeah. I was just about to say that, Cash, because I haven't seen these films in a while. But recency bias is a thing, like seeing all these new Marvel films coming down the pipeline yeah. you know, over the years. This hits my top five. Oh, absolutely. I, like, yeah. so good. From from start to finish, a fantastic superhero film. Yeah. it's yeah. Uh, And we get a cameo from William Dafoe at some point. We do, in the mirror at the end. He comes with in with, uh, with Harry, which I guess was William Dafoe's idea. Really? It's the funniest story, dude. Uh, in the trivia, of course, you got to take IMDb trivia with the grain of salt, of yeah, course. But, and I, but I do think this is confirmed by him. Is he was walking by New York because he lives in New York? You know, he loves New York, Willem Dafoe. Uh, but he was walking by the set they were filming, and he just wanted to check out like the crew or whatever and say hi to everyone. So he went on set just to say hi, you know, Sam Raimi, and they're like, "Hey, uh, you should cameo." <laughs> <laughs> but Willem Dafoe had the idea for cameo from, uh, fuck, is it Hamlet? Where the ghost of his dad comes and talks to him to like, is it? Yeah, that is Hamlet. To avenge him yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think that's it. That that was Willem Dafoe's idea to, to wow. tell Harry to avenge him. Yeah. Which really sparked the entire third movie. It really did. Yeah. <laughs> well, especially with Harry like taking over Goblin. Well, yeah. yeah, and all that setup, and uh, on top of it with the breaking of the mirror and yeah. then going in and finding Goblin's old. Uh, well, they set. Lair. I, I just wish that third movie was better. Which it's not the worst. It's movie not the worst. That's not what the I was worst. Gonna say. It's not yeah. the worst movie of all time, but it's it just compared to these first two, it lacks a lot. Yeah. But they set that arc up of Harry perfectly with him sp- hating Spider Man from the first one until the third one. It was set up just. Perfect. I mean, him seeing Spider-Man lay down, you know, fucking Osborne and mm-hmm. thinking he did it and then Spider fucking webbing off. It was set up perfectly. They just didn't execute it in the third no, one that great, no. unfortunately. Well, I think I think the third one, and, and we might review it, we don't know, but just got a little too convoluted with all the different yeah, villains. too many cooks in the kitchen. Yep. Yeah, they, they didn't know what to do to, with it. You know, one. Which I've always heard that it was the studio that really wanted them to put Venom in it. Which, which is the worst part of yeah. the movie. Yeah. The Sandman arc I like a lot, actually, in the third one with his daughter and whatnot. Right. And he's the only villain not to uh They die. just can't get Venom right, period. Yeah, I know. I don't period. know what's so hard. I know. The comic books get it right. Yeah. Perfectly. It's but uh, no one can get Venom right. Sony can't get a fucking movie right no. since this since, one. Since, yeah, I was going to say these ones. Besides Into well, the Spider-Verse. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, Into the Spider-Verse would hit my top. Uh, oh, it's, it was my number it's one It's also film. in the top five with me for yeah. sure, yeah. Uh, 
And that's the number one rated Spider-Man movie, 97% Rotten yeah. Tomatoes. But this one's kind of rare. This one, Spider-Man 2 has a higher critic score than it does user. What? User's 89% and the, the critic score is 90, which is pretty rare for superhero films. Yeah, how is that possible? <laughs> I, don't, I, I mean, I'm just wondering who love, downvoted this film as far as like, audience. That's I don't know. super weird. The same people that give every other Marvel film today 100% yeah. are the people that did not like this one, I guess. But I love it, man. So do I. This was a great I'm review. I'm glad we did yeah, it. As uh, am I. If you haven't seen Spider-Man 2 yet, take a journey, my guy. Absolutely. Go through, go through all of them. Go rewatch them because uh, No Way Home is coming uh, December 17th, so we will be reviewing that and as well on this podcast. Man, are they really promoting Alfred Molina? That seems like he's like Absolutely. almost the main villain. Yeah. Uh, we don't get very much Willem Dafoe, though. I know. We saw we saw a little hint. We saw the glider. It's, we saw the, the goblin We mask. saw the laugh. We it, heard. <laughs> <laughs> you spun your last web, <laughs> Spider-Man. <laughs> I love that. I love that line. <laughs> oh, every villain in everyone has some kind of web-related joke. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I love it. All righty. Well... Shit. That is our review for <laughs> Spider-Man 2. If you guys like what you've seen here, please be sure to smash that like button, comment below, subscribe to the channel, and hit that bell notification as we drop videos here every single day. Thank you so much for watching and listening. My name is Mason Knight. That is Cash Krause, and until next time. Bye.